Oh, sounds like you might be on mute there, Ro. You are correct, sir. <laughs> so many, I was just saying, so many buttons to push and not enough hands. I need to I need to be like uh like a droid or have a clone of myself here. But um hold on a second. There's one more thing that I need to talk to StreamYard about. Um right. To get, to get to get some more buttons going. How is everybody? Danny, how you doing, sir? I'm good, thank you, Ro. How are you? Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you very much for joining me on this uh, inaugural edition of the Red 5 Network's Peer Support Series. And, uh, you know, usually we talk about uh, nerdy stuff, but I think this uh, this time around tonight we're going to be talking a little bit uh, more of a kind of a professional development uh, sort of thing. Um, and if you are joining us here, uh, I am streaming this on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast YouTube as well as the Red 5 Network YouTube and uh, I'm trying Rumble for the first time. It's very confusing, but uh, the more the merrier, as they say. How was your day today, Danny? Uh, my day was spent shoveling snow and blowing snow. Uh, we were in the middle of a massive snowstorm here in Canada, so that was me pretty much all day. Oh, oh, that's uh, that's too bad. But it is winter. Uh, I work in uh, news, and uh, we make a big deal about uh, winter, but it's kind of funny. It's like, hey, Chicago, it's snowing in winter. No <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah but um excellent um let's say hello to some people we got some wonderful friends in the chat uh like danny i'm for it i know you meant i'm first that's like the french borat yes uh we've got uh, andrew welcome andrew patrick is here my good friend ubaldo how is it going? Ooh, the Dingus Den. Make sure you find him on uh, on the YouTubes and subscribe. Sudden but inevitable. Yes, sirree. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, let me come and scroll down here. My good friend, Nicole. I bet you she's wearing Ewok ears. That's another story. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who else is in here? Just want to say hello to everybody that has joined us on the youtubes hold on a second here excellent so um the red five networks peer support series i know uh I, i've been talking about it for a while um i wanted to give uh folks that are not familiar with what uh what the red five network is and um danny i wanted to kind of give you uh a warm-up as well so um my podcast partner and i uh back in 2019 we started the scare scuttlebutt podcast but we also uh, started a uh, conglomeration, a group of podcasters and content creators uh, the year after in 2020. Um, we uh, started it as uh, just a, a group of uh, folks that wanted to get together and uh, talk about all the cool and nerdy stuff that we like. Um, and then uh, we started to grow. The, I think we started with 10 podcasts and we are up to somewhere in the neck of uh, 30 something. Um, and, um, a wonderful bunch of, uh, content creators, uh, not only the members, uh, the member podcasts that have been, uh, absorbed into the network, um, uh, but, uh, we've made many friends. Um, you, uh, you see, usually when we post something, we, we do a, a little hashtag game. Uh, we are red five, red five family or friends of the red of red five. And, uh, it's just a wonderful way to connect on Twitter, on social media, a wonderful, a wonderful way to share 
um, the the likes uh, and obviously the movies, the the nerds things that we love to uh, watch and and talk about, just like we did in school. Remember school when we used to talk about uh, action figures and and laser swords and spaceships and stuff like that. I do remember it. Maybe not so well <laughs> these days, but I do. <laughs> I do remember it vague, in the vague history of my mind. It's uh, it's wonderful, and uh, I think um, since the uh, the you know since we started the Red Five Network and obviously our podcast, um, it's been an amazing journey to be able to kind of connect with a lot of people. Um, we've made some friends, some longtime friends. We've gotten together. Uh, a lot of you know a lot of folks um, wish they can meet their their friends online in real life, and I think a lot of us have. We've had a, a couple of podcast get-togethers here in Chicago, and it's been uh, fabulous. Uh, we're having a couple more uh, this year. To, happy 2024. Are people still saying Happy New Year? Happy New Year, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's January. Yeah. It counts. Yeah. Still counts. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to get. Um, Wanted to talk to you a little bit about your background. I know uh, we're going to uh, bring out a couple of other podcasters, but I wanted to get your take on your background. Um, give us a little 411 on uh, your expertise. I asked you here specifically because I wanted um, we have uh, quite an outline uh, of topics to discuss regarding podcasts if anybody is is if anybody in the chat really is uh or anybody watching really wants to get into doing a show or creating content on social media i know um you know when we first started we're like you know are we going to add our voices to the already what 62,428 <laughs> podcasts that talk about star wars uh back in 2019 um, or are we just going to listen to everybody? But I think, um, you know, there's reasons to start. There's reasons to continue. And we're going to talk about those um, in a second. But um, Danny, why don't you give us a little bit of, a, of your background, your expertise? And uh, what uh, what are you doing here tonight? Yeah, sure. So my name's Danny, Danny Brown. I'm not the Detroit rapper. Um, I've <laughs> never been mixed up with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm, I've been podcasting uh, unofficially, I say, since 2009. Uh, I recorded one solitary episode for Blog Talk Radio back in the day, um, but officially full-time podcasting, I guess, since 2017. Um, hobby podcast to start off with, and now I have like a main podcast that talks about podcasting tips, how to grow, be a better podcaster, that, that kind of stuff, all in a minute a week. Um, I'm also the head of uh, support and experience over at uh, Captivate, which is a podcast hosting distribution analytics company. Um, and the team there, much like yourself, uh, we're all huge Star Wars fans um, over at Captivate. And we're all passionate podcasters too. So we'd be in this space. We love podcasting. And we'd be in this space even if there was no company, basically. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I I could talk podcasting all day. I love it. Much like I love Star Wars and sci-fi and all things geeky and nerdy, That that's, that's me in a nutshell. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. I think uh, Star Wars and podcasts go uh, hand in hand, does doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, my colleague, um, Captivate Mark, and his uh, buddy, uh, Gary, who also works there, have a, a Star Wars podcast, and they've been doing that for a few years now. So, yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a ripe topic, I think. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, what is uh, what are some of the biggest challenges for you as a content creator that you've discovered that you wish you knew before you started that has gotten you into kind of making adjustments or kind of, you know, rolling with the punches? What are some of the challenges? I, am, I think most the biggest challenge for any podcaster is consistency and growth. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard to organically grow a podcast and you've got to be marketing it all the time and promoting it all the time. 
and sort of treading that fine line between being too promotional, but still getting your show out there and still letting people know about it. And I think a lot of the times, a lot of podcasters have had maybe wrong uh, wrong advice or maybe not so great advice where it's it's like almost like Field of Dreams, build it and your listeners will come. And, you know, it's not quite like that. It's, it's <laughs> never quite like that. Um, so I, I think definitely understanding how hard it is and how much work is required to consistently a turn up and put content out but then b make sure that you're promoting and growing that and and identifying what's working what's not working so you can double down on what's working and ejecting what's not working essentially that's funny because there is kind of a uh, a thin line between you know promoting aggressively and annoying the hell out of people <laughs> um yeah. i know every time i i post a meme or i you know post something this you know right before i hit the the submit or the send button i'm like should i do this should i do this and i'm like fuck it i'll do it <laughs> so yeah but yeah i mean i i think um you know with anything you have to really work hard and hustle um there's a you know a lot of us don't have a lot of extra time to to sit on on social media to be able to do this and and kind of um, I don't know, measure some sort of metrics. And we'll talk about uh, what type of metrics we're using uh, individually um, and then what base, best case scenarios are. Um, but um, yeah, I think um, I think if I had to choose one thing that um, I wish I knew beforehand, uh, before I started the, the podcast here, um, you know, I, I'm kind of a glass half full kind of guy. I think uh, I'm I'm glad to have found out how amazingly fun it is to connect with other people. Um, I'm absolutely grateful for the audience that uh, that my podcast has uh, generated and um, the interaction that I have. That's the best thing. the 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 fun part for me is the interaction between podcasts and between people that listen to to all the shows. Um, it's been an amazing ride and, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you, you can continue that sort of thing for a long time. Yeah. That, that's like the, the validation that you get when someone tells you that your episode meant something or touched them or, or made them think of a memory they'd forgotten about. Um, that's just whether you've got one listener or 10,000 listeners, that one piece of validation, that one piece of feedback and interaction makes it all worthwhile. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just want to say another hello to some folks that uh, joined us uh, here. We've got Megan. Megan, what's up? Vader Girl 28. How are you doing? Um, excellent. Excellent. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us here on tonight's uh, show. Again, we are uh, streaming on both uh, the uh, Red 5 Network YouTube and the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast YouTube. I'm also up on Rumble. If anybody wants to check that, I'm not sure if that's uh, working. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, anyways, I want to bring out um, two podcast friends of mine um, that have their own shows and uh, really want to get into the weeds as far as, uh, you know, best practices, some tips. We'll, we've got an outline um, that we uh, kind of formulated. And I'm sure a lot of people in the chat have some wonderful questions. We'd love to kind of take questions from them. Um, and then obviously, the, the you know, if people are curious about starting a podcast or, or any questions for us. Um, and Danny, obviously I'm going to take advantage of the fact that you are here with us. Um, but we're going to bring them out after I push a couple of buttons and, uh, refill my, uh, my apple red ale and my return of the Jedi glass. So, uh, we'll be right back.
Excellent. Thank you guys for joining me here and the rest of the panel. Look at that uh, wonderful faces here. We got Josh from Quest Me Podcast. Josh, how you doing, sir? I'm good. Cold, snowed in, but good. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for joining us. And Jason from uh, It's Not That Bad. Is uh, it that bad? It's not that bad. Of it's, 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 never, it's really never that bad. But thank you so much for having me on. I feel like I should have like some kind of Star Wars greeting. So uh, bright suns to you all. Excellent. Bright suns. Hello there. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Thank you, uh, everybody in the chat. You guys uh, grab uh, an adult beverage because we're going to talk some podcast business. Um, I wanted to uh, my first question is uh, for Josh and Jason. Are you guys having fun creating content for nerds? What's the story here? Josh, go first. Man, I, I always have fun talking Star Wars. Like it's always a good time. I mean, it's I always I always find myself having the best conversations outside of a recording area, though. You know, when you're talking to friends, and like you're always like, "Shit, I wish I had that on my show." Like, God, I didn't try and remember that. But no, I, I always have the best time talking about Star Wars, um, especially with you know all the friends that I've made along the way and old friends that I have. Like, it's always it's always a good time for sure. The other things in podcasting sure. get a little tiring sometimes but the the creation itself the actual like doing it the the writing the notes talking about all the things is is great excellent excellent it is fun uh we're definitely going to talk about some of those challenges uh tonight because there are a lot of them um, you know, before we started, uh, you know, we were talking about how uh, some of us do it for fun. Some of us would like to kind of uh, go that extra mile and 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 see where it goes. Uh, you know, a lot of us do it or try to monetize and and uh, try to, you know, make it something bigger than than what we started with. Um, but uh, Jason, what about you? Uh, you having fun? You know, it's funny. I started podcasting because I, I needed an outlet. Uh, when the pandemic hit, I was I was in a band and all of a sudden you couldn't play shows. And I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do now with all this audio equipment that I can't really bring out and go do shows with? Well, why don't I start a podcast? Why not? And it became like, OK, well, what do I like to do? Well, I like to watch bad movies for some weird self-sadistic kind of way. And I'm going to talk about them. So it's kind of been fun to not just be able to watch some of these movies that are so-called, you know, critically panned, but in order to be able to find people who are passionate about those films as well and have some, have a lot of laughs, get a chance to watch movies that I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch in the first place. And it has, it's built a, a wonderful little community. I've been very fortunate with some of the podcasters I've had the chance to work with. And yeah, it, even to this day and 112 some odd episodes into the show, it's still been a ton of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, we I've been at it for what, like four years. I think this will be uh, my fifth year. Um, and I don't know. I, I haven't gotten burned out yet. Maybe soon. I don't know. Who knows? Um, Danny, I wanted to ask you uh, why this is kind of a general question, but it's, I think it's a, it's a question that uh, I think Jason kind of touched a little bit on it. Why do people start podcasts? I think for me, it was like, it's almost like therapy for, for a lot of people. Um, but why is it that people start podcasts? 
I think for maybe a lot of people, certainly for me, um, I used to listen to podcasts a lot. I listen a little bit less now just for like I've got family now, and so less time, less like, free time. But I listen to them like rapidly and I thought I want to try that. Um, so I think sometimes um, a lot of podcasters maybe listen to some of their favorite shows and think that sounds fun. I want to share I think or my take on that. So, like, you know, mm. as, as Jason mentioned, um, he had all the equipment and he had like a, a topic that he wanted to speak about. So why not? Why not like start a podcast? Because it's super easy to start. Like that's that's the the easy part, I guess. Um, it's then the fun really begins. Like as Anakin would say, now this is where the fun begins. So yeah, I think a lot of times it's about you're seeing others do it and you want to try it yourself because you've got ideas, you've got stuff and you want to just have fun and maybe even meet new people. Absolutely. I think, um, yeah, like I said, for me, it's, it's, it was almost like therapy. Uh, I wanted to kind of talk about stuff that I liked with other people. And I think other people want to do the same thing. And I think that's why there's a lot of team ups. There's a lot of groups. There's a lot of, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little, sometimes things get a little clicky. I think that's just human nature. But, um, you know, one of the things that I love to kind of uh, cement uh, from my point of view is that I love uh, hearing other people's stories and I love um, helping other, you know, up and coming podcasters. Not that I'm a professional, um, but um, I'm having fun. And if I can kind of tell other people how to have fun, then I'll tell you um, I'll offer that information. But it's it's uh, it's awesome. Um one of the things that, um, you know, let's get into the, a, a little bit more of the technical stuff. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, both jo uh, Josh and Jason, um, was there anything that you guys did, um, first before you, uh, before you did your podcast, was there were any preparations, um, any like new equipment that you bought? What were like the <laughs> startup? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> what were like some of the startup things that you guys did? And I'll, uh, I'll let Jason start first this time. Well, I mean, I was fortunate enough that I had a lot of equipment around to begin with being a musician. Uh, and I also work in broadcast as well. So I had a lot of equipment and I, I didn't really think too much about it because i had the adobe creative suite already on my computer so i'm like okay i know how to record into this i'll give it a try and have a go at it and from there you kind of build out and, and i'm not one who likes to spend a lot of money uh i i get sticker shock at a walmart so I, I, I see some of the prices of the microphones i start to freak out a little bit luckily i have the editing background in order to be able to sit there and say hey okay i can make you know, an inexpensive mic sound okay. The only time I ever really spent a decent chunk of money on any kind of equipment was when I bought my my recording board because it just made sense to have a board and have a couple different mics in there. And then after that, it's all post-production. But really, as far as buying more equipment, maybe a mic stand and the board, and that was about it. Sure, oh. yeah. Josh, Josh is like, hold oh, my beer. Man. Uh, so I was actually just looking at one of my old shows. I started podcasting in 2016. Um, and I had originally bought my, I had a, it was a Mackie 1680, 18 channel outdoor live mixing board. I love Mackie. That I, that I had for, well, I still have it actually. It's in my closet, but, um, I had it for music. Ironically enough, uh, I had a band and we were recording I, I bought a laptop for this band and probably a week after i bought the laptop the band kind of broke up 
And so I was like, what am I going to do with all this shit? And, and I had been working overnights at a grocery store and listening to a lot of podcasts. And it was like, back then it was like Kevin Smith's podcast, um, the original Joe Rogan podcast. There was the Weekly Planet podcast that was kind of new at the time. Like so many podcasts that are now huge and have like giant followings and stuff that I was like, I, I, I think I could... I think I could talk about Star Wars or anything. I originally started a show called Twist My Arm. I'm actually wearing I'm wearing a shirt for it right now, but it was called Twist My Arm. And my original premise was I did uh, I interviewed local bands, local artists, local businesses, stuff like that. Um, but I did have to get pretty much all the equipment from scratch. I had to get like a good a new uh, DAW. And I had to get some good microphones and stuff like that. So uh, it's been a, a journey for sure. I was just counting because I was laughing. Um, I've, I've done over 300 podcasts, apparently. <laughs> it's been a lot. And uh, the sometimes I think looking back, I think there are days when, when I look back and go 300 episodes and I do get a little bit of that burnout where I'm like, oh, oh God. <laughs> um, but I mean... All in all, I I did have to get a lot of stuff to start this up. Um, it it you know I, I had the band stuff that like very minuscule band equipment, um, but then I ended up getting more stuff to do the actual podcast. So and then over time, you know, I went from a Mackie eighteen channel to the Focusrite, you know, eight i eight or whatever, and it's you it just it's a learning thing. You start with a something that's definitely not intended for podcasting i you know sure. i ran two microphones out of this giant mackie <laughs> it was ridiculous <laughs> to set it up um actually sudden but inevitable can attest to that because he was on one of my first ever episodes and he mm -hmm. was like do you really need that and i was like well i don't have any other way to record it so uh. <laughs> uh too funny yeah i mean uh technology is such a weird thing i mean for for anybody anybody that um that's got a little gray in their beard. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've seen a lot of shit, you know, when it comes to technology, you know, uh, coming from, uh, the television broadcast world. I mean, my first, I started a business in 94. The first camera that I bought was a, uh, $60,000. It was the same camera that George Lucas used on the, on the prequels. It was a digital video camera from Panasonic. And, you know, that was like the first camera that the business bought. And now, I mean, you can go to Best Buy and get a camera and shoot something like the creator uh, for pennies on the do dollar. Um, so technology is definitely something that has kind of democratized um, the content creation platform. Um, do you, Danny, do you agree with that? What, what's your take on technology as a as a whole? Yeah, I think uh, compared to like when Josh started out, like back in 2016 and, and even earlier than that, when you had to know servers and like how to code and how to upload a, an mp3 file with id3 tags and all that crap you basically have to be an engineer just to get an episode out the door um and then the likes of anchor came along made it super easy where you could record in your phone and upload that straight away shove it out to apple spotify etc and they i think you know anchor gets a lot of um, bad press for whatever reason i think that's just like um a bit of bitterness from some of the og crowd i feel um but they definitely helped Many podcasters get started by making it super easy. And I think the tech now, um, as you mentioned, just the interfaces, the mics are, are quality now. You don't have to spend a lot of money on, on equipment and still sound great because obviously, as you mentioned, you've got your editing skills. So I think tech-wise, there's a lot of tech out there that 
you don't need. And there's a lot of great tech out there that makes it super easy for you to get started and enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you guys, uh, uh, Josh, you mentioned that you still have some of your old equipment. Do you guys have some of your very, very early equipment still, or is it in a uh, recycle pile somewhere? I could bust out my whole original setup right now <laughs> and it, it would be trash, but it would work. <laughs> I, I will admit that I burned out my original Behringer board that I had plugged mm. into my old computer. The power supply started to go and I was using that for, uh, you know, work teams meetings. And after a while, they're like, there's a really nasty hum on your microphone. And I started listening to him like, oh, that does sound like shit. I should probably change that. <laughs> That's uh, too funny. Yeah. Channels Technol one on my mixing board are definitely, uh, they have to be <laughs> muted the whole time. Mm. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. Technology is definitely, you know, something to, to think about. And, uh, you know, as easy as it is for us, I guess, to kind of select and, and pick and choose, I think when somebody is starting, there are so many options out there. There's so much stuff out there that I guess it can be kind of intimidating to somebody that is just kind of starting out in this arena, right? So many microphones, so many boards, um, you know, what's the difference between mic level, line level, all the technical stuff that, um, you know, sometimes I know, you know, a lot of people just want to kind of get in there and just start hit the record button and then, woo, I'm famous. Uh, but it, uh, it definitely doesn't work like that, huh? No. Well, I, th I think part of that, too, is not necessarily the equipment because it's never really been about the cost of the equipment you know I, I like to think that my microphone sounds okay um i don't think anyone here would believe me if i told you it was a 40 dollars microphone that i found on amazon but i think it's one of those things where it's when you're starting out it shouldn't necessarily be about how much money can i spend to get the best pot like no one should be going out and buying a rode nt1 to start their first ever podcast, you know, start recorded on your phone. If that's the equipment that you have, do it because the entire nature of podcasting really is tuning in and listening to conversations that make you feel like you're a part of the conversation. And I think that's also why we had a, a massive uptick in the number of podcasts during the, during the pandemic, because yeah. We could not go out and see people like we used to or go to bars and hang out with our friends. We were looking for conversations that we could feel like we were being a part of. Podcasts provided that and the ability to network like this. It didn't matter if you had a good microphone or a good recording board or whatever the case may be. It was the ability to listen to and feel like you're a part of that conversation. And I think it still is today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about some of the key elements for um, a satisfying podcast experience. I know, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, pitfalls, a lot of dark corners in this alley we call podcasting. Um, but um, Josh, I wanted to ask you specifically, what are some of the things that uh, that you have learned from day one, from your first uh, episode to your 300th episode, what are some of the cool, the, the, the happy moments, the good moments? Uh, I think my favorite learning, you know, learning experience was when I realized that SoundCloud was not made for podcasts. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I'm on SoundCloud. I've been on SoundCloud since day one. And only because it's familiar to me and I'm too afraid to switch because I've had some mm. people say, 
Um, it's such a pain in the ass to kind of switch everything around. And I'm like, okay, I'll just leave it. If it ain't broke. Well, I, I'll tell you when I made that switch, cause it took me a minute too. Cause I was like, Oh, everything's on here and I don't, I don't want to risk it. Um, when I made that switch to, I use transistor now for all of my podcasts and, um, it took maybe five days for everything to move from SoundCloud over to this new distribution site. Mm-hmm. And then they were pretty much on all the, you know, Apple and Spotify and all that stuff very quickly. Um, and that was my biggest thing with SoundCloud is that was the only platform I could really put it on at the time. I think it, I think it sent it out maybe to Apple. Maybe I don't remember what, what other um, uh, platforms it sent it to, but, but yeah, I, I just, it was such a, a huge relief to be like, Oh my God, I'm on like 15 different, avenues right now like now i can promote this show the right way because a lot of people don't have soundcloud and a lot of people don't like to use soundcloud and i found that out um pretty quickly too that you know everyone was like oh you got spotify what about apple you know so <laughs> yeah. um that was that was probably my my favorite learning experience it was like oh it was super easy to just move everything over <laughs> yeah yeah jason what about you well, when I started my first podcast, um, and Josh, you'll probably remember this because I was actually a guest on Twist My Arm when I was doing Made You a Mixtape, right? Right. <laughs> oh, see? So long ago. <laughs> it's the reunion we always needed. Um, oh, so I was originally on Podbeam because my initial thing when I was doing research as far as a, a podcast hosting site was, and really all boiled down to was how much is this going to cost me? I didn't mind putting money into a hobby. It's like, I just wanted to be able to get the best bang for the buck Mm -hmm. at least and and be able to get out there. And Podbean was good, but then I realized that, okay, and we'll get a little bit more into why made you a mixtape stopped a little bit later on. Uh, But then when I started, it's not that bad. I'm like, okay, I can put it on anchor for free and still get it on as many platforms as possible. So why am I paying this much to Podbean when I could just be on anchor and, you know, that's the easy way to go about it. And then really I was on anchor for the longest time until I eventually got picked up by uh, Pantheon podcast network and then got moved over to their system. So, you know, but anchor really was for the, the podcast that I'm doing now, the starting point, And it took some of that initial cost out of it, which made it a little bit more fun because it, there wasn't that weight of making the money that you put into your podcast hosting service actually mean something. Right. Is uh is Anchor still around? Oh, it's still around. Now that it's called okay. Spotify for podcasters, but oh because it got picked up by Spotify, but it's still there and still accessible for people who want to put something up there for free. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean that's uh another technical another aspect of the technical that uh you know people are always asking is like where do i put the the podcast or where do i host what does that even mean um so uh, there's a there's a lot there's a ton of things to think about before you even pick up the the microphone and record um danny i want to ask you uh we can get this section of the uh of, of the uh conversation going um motivation when uh, we talked a little bit about burnout, um, you know, obviously uh, some of us have more than a couple hundred episodes in the can, uh, different shows, uh, different topics and things like that. And we uh, we keep churning the content day in and day out. But sometimes 
um, we get uh, to a point where, uh, you know, we just don't feel like uh, we don't feel like recording. We don't feel like doing it. Um, there are obviously a lot of uh, factors that go into, um, you know, what uh, I guess what constitutes uh, the, the, the motivation, self-motivation a lot of times. But there are other factors out there. Um, that affect our our own enjoyment our and our own motivation. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, some of those factors? And specifically, I mean, sometimes the 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 fact that there might be the wrong people around us, maybe, um, or some other factors. What uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's funny. I did an episode recently about pod fade, um, which is this very topic, and I think that a lot of the time, as you mentioned, you have to go back and ask yourself, why did I start podcasting? Why did I start on this journey? Because we do get distracted. We might look at um, downloads and say they're not as high as I want them to be. I've only got one spot. I have zero sponsors and you might want sponsors. Um, nobody's leaving me reviews. It's like all the sort of, not superficial, I'm not going to say superficial, but it's stuff that's maybe not quite as important as the actual enjoyment part and, and making sure that you still want to podcast. Because once you lose that, if you keep plowing through that, your audience is going to start hearing that in your show you know you put, you put less time in editing so you'll cut corners or you won't be listening to guests that you have on so now you're asking a question that's got nothing to do with what they just spoke about so i feel that if you do get to that stage there's absolutely nothing wrong with taking a step back and even taking a small break if you want and just let your listeners know just say hey take a little break and we'll be back in a few weeks time uh, we'll just sort of revamp in or you know doing something with the show to bring some even more quality content your way however you want to frame it and just sort of ask yourself, what's important to me? Is it chasing the the, the, do the dollars? Is it chasing the downloads? Or is it actually putting out really great content that I enjoy, I know my listeners enjoy, and getting you know the, the feedback from even if it's just one or two people that they enjoy the show too? Because once you lose that, it's really hard to continue pushing through. Um, so for me, it's really about revisiting why you started and, and cutting out the distractions, if you like. Yeah, I think sometimes um, you said that sometimes you have to take a break and you have to tell your listeners, hey, I'm taking a break. We're going to revamp. Sometimes you feel guilty about that, don't you? You Guys, what, what do you think? Sometimes you do feel guilty, Ooh. like not not providing content for your listeners. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you have to I, I think sometimes you have to cut yourself some slack, too. No. Well, you, you hear so many yeah. people talking about consistency, right? You know, right? Get on a consistent schedule, constantly be putting out, work ahead. So if you want to take a break, you know, you have the, the back catalog to be able to put out there. And there, it, there's a lot of work that goes into building that back catalog or working in advance and really with any job, right? I, I, I'm sure you'll all agree. You find you're working harder or doubly as hard when you know you have a longish vacation coming up because you know you have to make sure that everything is covered for the week or two that you're going to be away. And by the time you get to, you know, leaving day for vacation, you're burnt out. You're basically asleep on the plane because you're like, you worked so hard just to get to that point that it takes you a day to, at least to be able to get into vacation mode. But I, I find it interesting that we're actually having this conversation and we're two days away from what is technically speaking Blue Monday, uh, the third Monday of every January, because that's supposed to be, you know, the the saddest day of the year, whether it be from uh, Christmas burnout or the the need to ramp back up to get back into that work mode. 
it's the same thing with podcasting. You find yourself working so hard to get to these, you know, I'm going to work hard to get to episode 100 where we've got this big celebration and then yeah. episode 100 happens. Then you're like, oh, shit, what now? Right. And then you have to kind of build back up to get to that next milestone. Um, I, th I think it's more of a marathon than it is um, sprints, right? Rather than focus on building up towards a certain thing, just keep on doing what you're doing at an even pace. And that will help, I think, a little bit with the burnout. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm going to put up this uh, comment here uh, by Sudden But Inevitable, which I think is great. Best tip I ever got. Podcast for yourself. People like you will like it. Um you know, it's in in the in this age of social media where, um, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that are very impressionable. There are a lot of people that are like uh, Danny said, are you know, want to only chase the the clicks or chase the money. Um, there is a, a danger of people not being genuine to themselves and to their audience, and I think that's when the problems start to arise. Um, as long as you are honest with your voice, I think everything else will kind of fall into place. Um, does that make sense, Danny? Yeah, definitely. And and there's no shame either in just closing a show down and starting afresh on a, a new show. You know, I'm, I'm sure we've all got multiple shows. Well, I know you've got multiple shows that you've that are now no longer around active, but maybe archived or whatever. And there's nothing wrong. It's it's like a job. If you love a job, you'll stay at it. If you don't, you'll change and you'll go work somewhere else. If you have a partner that's not working out, you'll make that change, whether that's moving on or whatever. So I feel like that can be pulled back to podcasting as well. There's no harm and there's no shame in saying, you know what, I've reached the end of this particular journey. I'm going to start this new one and I hope you follow me. But if not, no worries. Thanks for being here up till now kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot of pressure. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves as content creators to to create content. You know, that's what it says on their business card, right? Content creator. Um, um, but, uh, let's, uh, let's backtrack a little bit because I wanted to, uh, I wanted to focus a little bit on, um, uh, partnerships. Um, and I, I think I wanted to focus a little more on personal partnerships. Sometimes I did mention before we went on the air, um, that sometimes we, we may team up with somebody that might not be as enthusiastic as you are about creating content. Uh, sometimes they are kind of, uh, you know, lack of a better term, they're kind of just sitting in the space and not providing or putting anything on the table. How do you deal with that aspect of, of creating content together as a team where it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't feel like a team. It feels like you're um, carrying the weight and you want to be polite and you want to be nice to your friend slash co-host, but uh, you know, they're dragging you down. What do you, what do you do in a situation like that, Danny? I think um, before you even get there, have a clear definition of who does what and or what roles they have. So if you're going to be the, the main host and the producer and the other person is going to be the marketer plus the researcher or whatever, whatever the, the roles are going to be. And then that way, you'll know that if issues arise, you can say, well, come on, you're slacking a bit here. You did say you were going to take care of this so I can do this, you know, and and put back that you're doing all your stuff that you should be doing. So and then they're kind of letting it down a little bit. Again, it, it comes back to your personal life. If there's something in your personal life that's not working, do you want to fight for that and, and try and make it work? Or do you want to say, you know what, this isn't working. Let's go separate ways because it's impacting the, the show. It's impacting the quality of the show. It's impacting the consistency, whatever it's impacting. And just advise, just let them know, I don't want to lose a friendship over this. I'd rather we sort of close this chapter 
and we'll do something separate or whatever. I, I'd probably go that way, I think. Sure, sure. And it's um, it, it's kind of delicate because, you know, obviously, um, you know, for the most part, I think 99.875% of the podcasts start just, you know, having fun. A couple of guys drinking beers, talking about whatever. Um, and then, you know, there's always the possibility that, uh, you know, your audience starts to grow and you kind of want to take that next step, you know, where's the ring baby, you know, that sort of thing. People want commitment. <laughs> I've looked um, at podcasting a lot, like being in a band. Cause that's what I did for years and years and years before podcasting was I was in bands. And if you're in a band where only one person writes everything yeah. and does all the booking and does all the, you know, whatever, then there's a burnout there and those people end up I, I so many bands that I've been in where that happens where <laughs> it's like we're done I can't do this anymore yeah and I think podcasting is the same way you got to find the right people to you know not only play the instruments but also help promote the product you know absolutely yeah um I want to say a quick hello to Dave Richards thank you very much for joining us Justin Reynolds hello um yeah. Um, what uh, what else about partnerships? Uh, Jason, do you have anything to add uh, regarding uh, partnerships or lack thereof? Well, it, it's interesting because every podcast, aside from one that I started, it has been very much me driving the bus on everything. I, I produce, I edit, I promote um, pretty much everything except for one and that was you know with, with a buddy of mine and we we had a good solid year but it was just one of those things where life just got busy and we you know it wasn't anyone was pulling their own way it was actually a very equal partnership in that show that was the just another nerd show but we just both got busy at the same time and it's like mm -hmm. we, we we can't continue our the schedule that we wanted to keep and it, it's funny because uh someone in the, in the chat had actually mentioned that you know sometimes something happens out there in the because we were talking a lot of nerd stuff as well sometimes something would happen and you have that urge to want to comment on it immediately so your your episode is very timely but schedules get in the way and you know at the same time, I was starting to, you know, the band was starting to get back into shows and going out and playing live. And you, you really only have so much bandwidth to be able to handle so much. And as much as you want to be able to hop on the microphone, the minute any kind of casting announcement has been made or, you know, a movie gets pushed back or whatever the case may be, you have to realize that at what cost to yourself are you going to do that? Um, it's okay to be a day or two behind the story so long as it's not affecting you too much, I think. Um, but as someone who is primarily a solo producer, um, I rely on the, the guests who come on. The very first episode of It's Not That Bad, I recorded it as a solo show just to just to get it out there just to start it and see if the if the format worked and i've been very fortunate enough to be able to have guests come on every single episode since then and then i've never had the the need to go back to doing a solo show because i've been fortunate enough to have a wide swath of guests that have always been able to come back on and my wife chimes in and helps out a lot she guests on a lot of shows and i think that's one of the big things here too is that having that home support network, you know, someone who's 
backing you up and says, no, 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 you can do this. You got this. It's all good. We all have busy home lives. We all have things on the go that happen when we're not on the microphone and we're not putting podcasts out. If you have that positive support network behind you, then you have that extra gas in the tank in order to be able to go further. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's, uh, you know, I, I want to say that that is one of the biggest reasons I started the, the Red 5 Network to be able to support other content creators. Crystal, what's up? How you doing? Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, we're in a chat group. We're on Twitter. We're talking to each other. We're saying good morning. Here's some coffee pictures, whatever, all that stuff. But I think, you know, the, the fact that uh, that people need that support is is huge. And I, I don't think a lot of people um, think about that consciously. Um, they just go out, they, 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 they're almost, they work in a bubble. And I think, um, when Brad and I first did our first, um, kind of a, a, a team up with another podcast, uh, the science, Andrew and Marisha from the science fictionary podcast, we, we did kind of a crossover show. It was a two-part show. We talked about Princess Leia on our show, and then we concluded it on, on their show just to kind of get some intermixing going on with our audiences. And, uh, you know, being new in the podcast arena, I hadn't seen that um, from any of the other podcasts that I was listening to. Um, and not that I, uh, that I believe that, I, that, that, that we started something, but I think um, the importance of reaching out to other content creators is so um is so important in, in this realm because I think it helps us not only kind of grow our listenership by cross-pollinating, but I think it encourages uh, both podcasts, both channels to kind of uh, continue to do what what we do. And uh, it, it's, it is kind of like an, an encouragement, uh, a pat on the back. You know, you, you guys are doing great. Let's uh, let's team up again. And I think that helps a lot. Um, I don't think I don't think enough uh, podcasters do that for the most part. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, I've got this in the notes, creating your reality. I think when we get in front of the microphone, we, um, again, sometimes we kind of broadcast or stream in a bubble and we don't realize that other people are listening to us, whether it's, you know, watching us live on YouTube now or next week, somebody's watching this stream and, and making, taking notes, hopefully, you know, that would be really cool. Um, oh, there's a uh, one thing that sudden inevitable said here and this i mean this is what i'm talking about definitely recommend using social media for timeliness then decide if there's enough interest you know a lot of people take a look at some of the um industry news and some of the you know online publications and they talk about a certain topic and they're like oh my god i gotta get something out i gotta get something out and then that adds another level of pressure on you where you know you don't have to talk about everything that comes out on the news um, I think one of the things that that I do for the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, we always have, uh, we hardly have like news of the day stuff. We don't, we're not like a news, like a science fiction movie news podcast. Um, we kind of take deep dives and, and a lot of our topics are like evergreen. Um, there's one topic we did like two years ago and it's still hitting good. It's the, the legacy of the bad guy. And we just talk about, you know, bad guys in, in, in movies and stuff like that. So it's not... Um, it's not a question of trying to get out the, the first reactions to something, you know, first before anybody else. I think that adds a lot of pressure to uh, to content creators in a way that uh, that is very unique to social media and this platform. Um, what do you guys think about that? 
Well, I th- I think for at least for my shows, um, it's con- it's continuously evergreen content. You know, for it's not that bad. We're looking at it. Doesn't matter what era the movie came out in. Um, all we need is the critic score, and that's kind of our determination. Really. I always let the guests pick the movie anyway, so it's a little bit easier for me as far as, okay, yeah, we can do this movie, that's fine, because I'll watch anything. And then for my music podcast, there can only be one. It's just a matter of, well, which artist with five or more albums do I want to talk about here? But when I was doing Just Another Nerd Show, which that was very much talking about, you know, the, the the, the geek week of news kind of thing, we had... Uh, an idea dump page in our in our Google Docs, and anytime a story came out, we just put the put it onto the idea dump, put it onto the idea dump, and then the day before the show, we'd take a look at the the idea dump and sit there and say, okay, well, let's talk about this, let's talk about this, let's not talk about this. This is meh, and then you kind of work your run sheet down from there. You know, you're right. You don't need to talk about everything you don't need to talk about it in the moment if people are expecting to come listen to you on sorry on a certain day just to hear your conversation and sometimes the story does need time to gestate you know time to kind of um figure out what the story actually is because you'll get a rumor or you'll get a uh an initial story and by the time you get to record day the story has changed about two or three times so you don't it's like the news you don't need to be first you just need to be right or at least be able to talk about it in a knowing manner and in that time you need to be able to give it the time to become the full story sure absolutely yeah megan's got a point i think part of being a content creator is wanting to be the one if not one of the first to break and comment on a story which is fine i mean a lot of people thrive on that and that's their bread and butter um, but I think, um, you know, for, for certain people, uh, I think they need to kind of just chillax, lay back and just talk about what you want to talk about. I think the, the, uh, the added pressure of talking about something just because you want to get it out first, um, might be detrimental, uh, I think to not only your brand or your show, um, but, uh, but your mental health, uh, I think, uh, it, uh, lends itself to, to burn you out a lot quicker. Well, that's what YouTube shorts are for now. Yeah. <laughs> just record a quick exactly. five-minute comment sure. on something and upload it. It reminds and me then... that there was a podcast I used to listen to, and the name escapes me. I'll try get a link to it after the show. And what they did it was a daily two-minute snippet in the morning. So it'd come out, and it'd talk about the news of the day. So they'd scan the industry news, and they'd, they'd post a two-minute snippet, giving their thoughts on that, that news story. And then at the end of the week, they'd have like their normal 30, 40-minute episode. Um, but that would only go out to paid premium subscribers was a great way to grow up their, their their monetization efforts so you'd get the the two minute update every day of the week monday through friday and then on a saturday um saturday afternoon the, their premium content would go out with a deep dive of one of these topics from the week so it, it kind of gave them time to choose the topic they wanted to talk about and it also helped them with their growth and monetization so it's, it's a pretty cool idea i thought at the time i think a lot of it too depends on you know, for lack of a better term, the genre that your podcast is, you know, if you're talking, you know, geek news, if you're talking Star Wars, if you're talking podcast tips, it's fairly evergreen in that, you know, unless a new show has come up for Star Wars, there's nothing really new to talk about at the time. Um, but if you're in a sports podcast, per se, you want to be able to react to the game at the time. And you see a lot of sports podcasts where the game is done and then within an hour they're there live, but at least they're commenting on what just happened as a first reaction kind of thing. Really, it's understanding what, you know, what audience are you talking to 
and that will help determine how soon you need to talk to them when news breaks. Sure. Yeah. Um, we uh, earlier we talked about uh, the hustle. Um, and there's a great question in the chat by Charles Westcott, uh, a fellow uh, Red Five Network founding member. And uh, he asks, how do you find that podcast work and promo or how do how do you find that podcast work and promo life balance? Sometimes our show becomes too dominant. I think, um, you know, we, we were talking about hustling and promoting and and uh, doing our best with the time allotted. But uh uh, Danny, do you have any tips as far as how to manage your time? Um, and obviously in a healthy manner, I mean, we can sit there on Twitter like every <laughs> you know, every day for like 10 hours a day, you know, tweeting at somebody. But uh, how do you what's the secret to that balance? Yeah, I think it's it's different for everyone. And the, the key thing for me, um, I've got two kids, one's 13, one's 11 um, and obviously my wife. And so I dedicate a set amount of time at the weekends to do all my batch recording. Um, I'm fortunate that my show, the topic of the show allows that. It's not, it doesn't have to be timely or newsly or, or anything like that. So it gives me that space. Um, so I know, and my, my family knows this is when dad's going to be recording. So he'll do his thing and then he'll come out and we'll watch a movie or we'll go to the, the park or whatever the, the, the event is. Um, from a promotion point of view, I use a lot of automation. Uh, so I'll definitely be on, on Twitter as a person and, and tweeting and, and replying and having conversations and uh, organically, but I use hype theory. Um, to load up a whole bunch of like promo uh, tweets, if you like. And they've got a nice little feature where they'll automatically retweet your most popular and they'll hashtag. You can do a whole bunch of cool stuff on the back end. They'll find evergreen content to push that out now and again. So that takes a lot of pressure off physically being there. And it allows me to be there for replies and be a human on a one-to-one -one with someone online as opposed to just pushing stuff out. So that, that's kind of where I, I, I kind of drop on that. Sure. Yeah. Josh, what about you? How do you balance life and podcast? I, well, so, I mean, with QuestMe nowadays, I only do episodes when a new Star Wars shows out. Um, for the most part, I have a couple fillers here and there. We, we're doing like some legacy books and stuff like that. Um, but it, it with Twist My Arm, it got to be a lot, like a, a lot, a lot, because um, it was just me doing everything. And so... Mm. When Quest Me started coming around, I was like, I kind of like this more seasonal aspect. And whatever Star Wars show comes out, we'll cover it no matter what it is. But that's the the flip side of that is my show is pretty dependent on those. And so, mm -hmm. like this next year, there's not a lot coming out for Star Wars. So there's not going to be a lot going on with Quest Me. I'm not saying that that's how, I mean, I would like to do other stuff. But again, it just gets to be so much that I found a good way of. For eight weeks out of the year, it's go, 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 go. And that's it. <laughs> Instead of every week, every day, trying to promote something new, trying to book something new, trying to write a new story, trying to, you know, it just got to be a lot. And mm -hmm. Jesse's point of the well-defined roles being something that helps with that pod life balance. Like that's, that's huge. I think when it mm -hmm. comes to podcasting is having, you know, your set um, area to to work with and it's sometimes you sometimes you find the right people to help with that and sometimes sure. it's just you running the train and that train gets a little heavy sometimes <laughs> yeah absolutely you have to you know um i think uh the definition of roles when it comes to a team like that is is very important i mean you have to distribute the workload um 
I'm kind of a control freak, so I do it all myself. Uh, I, I I don't trust anybody, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, that, that's that's another that's another story. <laughs> um, Jason, what about you? I I think at least in my sense, I I rely on you know, hashtags and discoverability tools as much as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. I try not to be on social media too much because the re the reason I got into podcasting was to have those conversations, to have that fun and to have a creative outlet. And, you know, I, I put it out there, but I'm not, you know, if people listen to it, great. If people don't listen to it, I can't control that. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's another thing too, is recognizing what you can and can't control. I'm going to post the show when it comes out and I'm going to do it in the most time effective manner for myself in that, you know, do it when I can, what I think is going to be a decent time for people in the time zones that at least according to my analytics in places that I'm listened to. So it pops up in their feed at a timely manner and let it all kind of take care from there. Um, one of the hardest things I think is that, you know, when you have, and, and I had this a lot on, on my first, uh, my first podcast is that, you know, you'd have a guest come on and conversation goes good and the podcast goes well and you put it out there and you pump it out as much as you can. Uh, and it doesn't get retweeted by anybody and that and again that's nothing that you can control again i'm very fortunate that the guests that i have on now uh they retweet they put it out there as well so that doubly amplifies the reach that you're going to to hit so i don't put too much of the pressure of promotion i put it out there and hope that it gets seen but that's because i'm also not too concerned about how many people listen to the show because uh, Josh, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, you know, being in a band or not. I remember playing a show and I know where you're going. I already know where you're going. <laughs> and yes. And many times <laughs> when we, when we got to the, when we got to the gig, aside from the staff, there was one person there. Yep. One. And they were gone about three songs in and <laughs> we played to the bartender. They sent the kitchen staff home. We played to the bartender three sets and by the time the third set rolls around like the bartender's just hanging out with us so we're like well what the hell do you want to hear because you're the only one here and it became one of the funnest gigs that we had because we started goofing around because there was no one there and that's there's almost a, a an indestructible freedom in that we can do whatever the hell we want the thing is when you have those goofball type shows or goofball type moments you find you're having more fun and anyone who did come in at that time was going to be able to see us having fun and maybe they would have fun too. Like when you're in a band and you have a show and there's only like four, five, ten people there, if you're having fun, they're still going to have fun and that makes it fun. If you're having fun with the podcast, it doesn't matter who else is out there listening to it. If you ignore the analytics, it, it will never affect you. So as far as promotion goes, you put it out there in the hopes that it gets picked up um, with my music podcast. We've been very fortunate in a couple of times. We did an episode on Tesla and the band actually put, you know, posted the show out as well. So we got a bit more traction on that one. The same thing with the Nixons. They actually put it out on their Facebook page. They commented on it and we got a lot of traction on that one as well. So when you have those moments, it's great, but don't expect those moments every show because you will be let down it's almost like an optimism through pessimism thing. If you expect the worst, 
and the worst doesn't happen, then, hey, you're pleasantly surprised. But if you expect the worst and the worst does happen, well, at least you were right. Wow. Sorry. You're saying that it's it's best when nobody listens to our podcasts? Uh, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just you, saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that whether it gets listened to a lot or whether it gets listened to not at all, it shouldn't matter. You know, there's that whole saying of, you know, give the same show to five people that you would to 5,000. Mm -hmm. And sure. that way the show will never suffer from lack of encouragement or lack of enthusiasm because you're still giving your all every time. Yeah. And I think that's a personal trait from a lot of people and it's a personal thing because I think, you know, a lot of us, um, because we're in this space, because people are supposedly watching us and listening, we tend to, to kind of peek behind the curtain and say, well, who's, who's on, who's over here? Who's listening? You know, where is everybody? You know, you, you do a show like this and you look at the chat and you're like, oh, there's a, all these wonderful people watching and listening to us. And that's great. It's a good feeling, obviously. When you sit down um, on Facebook and you post something that you think is funny and then all of a sudden you see one heart, you see two hearts, you'd see 30 hearts. It's like it's it's gratifying. So I understand that aspect of of uh, of, you know, the the gratification of, of the stuff that we do. I want to talk a little bit about growth because we're talking about that in the chat as well. Um, and Danny, I want to ask you, um, as far as growth, there is, um, I guess there's there's several ways of growing a channel, growing a show. Um, there's, I, I don't think there's a wrong way. There might be a wrong way, but there, there's several ways, but there are, um, a lot of the smaller shows have grown, um, by means of organic growth, where you, you create a show, you create your content, people listen to it, they discover you and they follow you. They, they have uh, like, for, for me, I've got like two or three podcasts or th two or three listeners that have listen to every show from day one. And I, um, I value them as like high level members of, of my community because they've listened to everything that I've said for, you know, X amount of, of, of years here. So, um, versus the, I guess the accounts that rely on, I want to say hate clicks and false interactions or interactions that are generated really just to, to piss somebody off and, 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 and kind of, uh, you know, generate that, um, that interaction that is kind of like maybe mentally not healthy. Um, we know what we're, you know, who, who we're talking about. Um, but what is the, um, I guess, how do people interpret growth? And do we, obviously people get upset when you create a show and only three people in four weeks listen to it. And you take a look at the metrics, you take a look at the download numbers and you get very disappointed. Whether you, whether you set yourself up for that disappointment or you say, you know what, I'm doing it for me. And if, if one person shows up, that's fine. But a lot of times our brains don't work like that. We want to see numbers. We want to see growth. Otherwise, I think a lot of people kind of tend to give up and um, either either their quality goes down because they realize nobody's listening or I, you know, I, I absolutely love the fact, Danny, that you said, you know, d uh, both you guys, Jason said it too, do it for yourself and then other people will follow. Talk a little bit about growth, Danny, both organically 
and I guess non-traditional. What what are the differences and what are the advantages of each? Yeah, well, that's a, you could talk about this a whole a whole other show <laughs> um, just on its own. I'd say, I mean, obviously you want to set out from the start what growth and success looks like for you because it might be downloads. It might just be the fact that you've published an episode, you've published a show, and now you've got people actually listening. Um, it might be that you're using it for your business or an online course, whatever. So set out your stall as to what success looks like and then how you're going to achieve that. So be consistent. We I know there's been people in the chat and we've mentioned it on the, on here. Consistency is is important. Um, it's why the most successful TV shows are successful because everybody knows that at nine o'clock on a Friday, say Seinfeld's going to be on, you know, whatever the channel Seinfeld was on at the time. Um, so if people were expecting your episode to come out on a Monday morning at 7 a.m., make sure it's ready for them on a Monday morning at 7 a.m. Um, that's when it's scheduled to go out because people get comfortable knowing that, hey, Jason or Josh's show is going to be out today. I better make sure I've got the radio on in the car or the Apple on in the car and listen back on on whatever. Um, so make sure, A, you're consistently delivering what you promised to to deliver because that will help with your growth. And people will start to trust that you're going to turn up, so they'll recommend it to their trusted circles that they think will enjoy the show. Um, analytics do help a lot because um, you can tell what's working, what's not working, mm -hmm. and then tweak your content based on that. So if you do an hour show and you're finding that people are dropping off at 40 minutes, why? Is it because you're less entertaining then? Is it too long? Is your call to action you know, not brought on in time, like midway through or whatever? So really look at the, the, the analytics that you can get. And there's a whole bunch of great options from podcast hosting companies to Podcast Connect, Charterball, stuff like that. Really look at that and tweak what works. And understand why did that work and then take that to your other episodes and maybe tweak them and tweak your approach, tweak your interviewing skills, tweak your your speaking skills. That's a great thing with podcasts and it helps you be a better speaker, hopefully, as well. So tweak all that stuff um, and just ask people, hey, I, I have a call to action on my podcast that instead of asking for reviews, because reviews are great, but they're basically they're, they're puff social proof, if you like. I, I ask people to recommend the show to their friends and other podcasters that might enjoy the topics. And I found that to be a good call to action. It's helped me get additional growth, you know, from other podcast listeners and other podcasters. Um, non-traditional, I don't know. I mean, like QR code, a lot of people put the QR code down, um, but the QR code's really ideal because A, the QR code, most people use podcast apps to listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Good Pods, whatever the app is. So they're on their phone. So you've already got them on their phone with an app installed on their, their phone. So if you've got a QR code, you've got to scan that or take a, a screenshot with your phone, link that to the app, you know, link it to Apple, link it to Spotify, or get a, a smart link instead that opens up whatever app is based on their uh, operating system. So if I'm on iPhone, it'll open up Apple Podcasts. If I'm on Google, Android, it might open Spotify or Google Podcasts or whatever. So just like... Little things that, that are a bit different. Um, I, I've seen, I don't know if you guys get the, the pod news newsletter um, from James Cridland, and he has a little section now and again, uh, podcasting, podcast advertising in the wild. And it's basically where they've seen flyers, stickers, like billboards even, advertising podcasts. And it's, it's a different way because it makes you stop and think, oh, okay, I'll check that out later or whatever. So I, I guess that's a really shortened, abridged version, I guess. Mm of uh, some growth uh, ideas or what you can do for growth. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, 
I, I, I cut my, my marketing experience with uh, my video production business because we, we shoot uh, a lot of television commercials. We do a lot of marketing for other companies. And I think um, those traditional um, methods for me are easy because, I again, I, I own the equipment. I can produce a spot. I can, I can design a graphic, whatever. And I think billboards was one of the things that I was uh, experimenting with uh, to, to be able to have some billboards in, in my area, uh, you know, uh, to, to help promote stuff. Um, but somebody, um, I think Crystal put up a question. I'm going to put it up. Um, I think consistency has more to it is more to it than a time slot. I think it's more about consistency and quality tone and information. I wanted to talk a little bit about this because there are a lot of podcasts out there that start as one thing and you see them on social media. They'll talk about, you know, Marvel comics and all their stuff is Marvel comics. So then you start to get a, uh, an audience that, uh, that really jives with your message, your brand. And then all of a sudden you start tweeting about uh, politics or religion and all that stuff on that uh, Marvel Comics account. And um, people start moving away from that because you have stepped outside of your um, of, of your sandbox. How important is it to be consistent with your tone and your information when it comes from your podcast channel uh, account on social media? Who wants 100%. to tech? Anybody want to uh, distill that uh, topic? Well, I mean, I, I know with some of the movies that we cover, occasionally you come across a film where it's got an actor or it's produced by a certain producer and, you know, history has not looked kindly upon them as a person. They may have been arrested. They may have done horrible things in their life that, you know, it makes people <laughs> take a look at Kevin Spacey. For argument's sake, right? <laughs> Let, let's just put a name to it, right? Right. On our show, we actually make a point of saying um, we don't want to talk about the the reality of this person. We are literally talking about a fictional character. To the same token, as well, if we were to, for lack of, for lack of a better example, if we were to do a music episode on Ted Nugent, right? I'm not going to talk about um, the his podcast or his um, the way he presents himself on social media today. We would literally just talk about the songs because you can disagree with someone and yet still like the art, and you can you can actually separate the two. And to the same token as well, the thing with social media is that there are some who use it as a way to just anger vent and put it out there and then it becomes this bigger snowballing conversation that 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 always dissolves into something that you there's a reason why they call it doom scrolling because mm -hmm. you 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 get caught up in it and i personally don't want any of that like i pride myself on being a fairly happy person who just happens to like watching really horrible movies that's that that's what i want my level of conversation to be at and i think you know you, you take a look at someone like russell brand his youtube channel started as you know very yogic centric and very mindfulness and then went straight into you know tinfoil hattery and it, <laughs> you know, it gathered some new audience, but it also probably lost some of the original audience that were there for him when he was in a very mindfulness state. 
and yeah it 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 can turn people against you it can also attract an audience that maybe you wanted in the first place you know but that's dependent on you and if and if you're going to make that turn you know don't just do a hard right at least signal first before you start to do that turn because if people want off that bus let them you know have the ability to get off that bus but if they're going to stay with you because they value your opinion then that's a different story i i think if you are going to make such a drastic change from your original for lack of a better term mandate signal the intention first so people aren't caught off guard sure sure um Josh? I, 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 with Twist My Arm, we did everything. We talked about everything. There was like a, it was too much. Um, and I think, especially with like social media stuff, I don't think, like, personally, like, I just wanted to do a podcast. You know, it was just so much fun to do a podcast. And I, I was all inspired by these other shows that had done basically segment style newscasts about different Marvel, Star Wars, Star Trek everything <laughs> so like music was in there i mean there was there was all sorts of stuff that i feel like once i got once i realized that star wars is like my bag and i can talk about that like way more than i can talk about say i don't know some random local band i mean that's that's when i kind of started steering into um just doing a star wars podcast and that show has garnered more views than Twist My Arm did, and I think it's because we've stayed in our lane, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, now, Star Wars is a very broad spectrum. There's all sorts of things. There's books, there's movies, There's you could talk about the music of Star Wars, you could talk about the video games. Now there's the TV shows, now there's all the, the crazy drama behind the scenes with Star Wars. There's a lot of stuff going on in Star Wars that it's it's kind of like a segment thing now where you could break up star wars into different segments um but and it, i i really think that staying in a topic and staying with one thing really does help um just going from two different shows and having two different experiences from it um now i i don't have as many music fans in the star wars show that i did with twist my arm or anything like that but at the same time like you know, I'm, I'm looking to, to get more towards the Star Wars group. And so I kind of had to sacrifice those other, not sacrificing, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I knew that I was going to lose listeners just going to a straight only Star Wars podcast. Sure. And that's interesting. I had, uh, I think last year, so the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast started as only Star Wars. Like the first year, you know, we were uh, tail end of Star Wars celebration here in Chicago we had like star Wars up the wazoo. It was, we loved it. You know, it was, uh, in the middle of, you know, tail end of the last Jedi, you know, the, and, and then the ninth movie. So we were, we had a lot to talk about, obviously. Um, and then, you know, Brad and I realized that, uh, you know, not only, uh, do we love star Wars, but we also love other movies, uh, star Trek and other science fiction, Marvel movies were out. Um, you know, when, when you're a nerd, for the most part, you're a nerd about a lot of other IPs. So we kind of switched around. We switched the brand. Uh, we kept the name because we had, uh, you know, generated uh, quite a following under that name. We didn't want to lose people or confuse people. So that was one of the things that we kept. But, uh, you know, you know, obviously we, we we're heavy Star Wars. Uh, we're a heavy Star Wars podcast, but we talk about everything um, uh, nerdy and geeky. 
uh, because it's what we love. Um, I had posted a quiz, uh, not a quiz, a poll, um, I think uh, a year and a half ago, asking our, our followers, uh, do you like it when we talk about Star Wars only or do you like, you know, comics or Marvel or, or whatever? And, uh, you know, out of uh, everybody that participated, you know, it was it was like 87 percent Star Wars. Um, and obviously, you know, that IP is, is huge uh, in, in the nerd circles. Um, but it's fascinating uh, and intriguing to me how important it is to really stick with the focus of your brand and um, and not veer away, because if you do veer away, especially uh, if you really veer away in such an extreme way, I mean, you are really it, it is almost like starting from scratch. I think there's something to be said about, you know, every podcast should have not necessarily a mission statement, but a mandate. Right. Yes. Right. But but keeping that mandate as broad as humanly possible. So you do have the. The wiggle room. We're just talking exactly about different genres or whatever. Like Danny does podcast tips, right? There are so many different avenues that he can go down, whether it be mic technique, whether it be equipment, whether it be promotion. There's so much that he can talk about in that, that milieu. You know, for our movie podcast, it's literally like, okay, the only qualifier is that the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes has to be under 60%. After that, we can talk about anything any kind of movie that we want but to the same token as well if you're looking at analytics to determine which episodes are getting a lot of lessons to then you're going to pigeonhole yourself into talking about only one type within that genre try a few different things see what works and but don't stick with just that one thing unless you only want to talk about that one thing and that's it right yeah um yeah interesting um let me um if uh if there's any questions in the chat please pop them in because uh we'd like to take them as well i want to ask a very personal question and um raise your hands if you have has anybody had so much burnout that they are seriously thinking of just uh closing the door locking it all up selling your stuff or uh, you're done um or has anything kind of persuaded you to kind of hang in there when it comes to creating content anybody any show of hands there i get that at least once a month <laughs> <laughs> how do you get out of that that because uh, i think it's it's something that uh as content creators i think we probably all face uh sooner or later i think you know for for me you know i i, I get on that adrenaline high when i'm planning when i'm reaching out to folks i'm sending out notes we're we're recording we're in that moment you know we say goodbye and then I start editing and, you know, a lot of people hate editing. It's, it's kind of a tedious thing. I, um, editing is, is by profession is one of the things that I do. So I, I enjoy it. I enjoy hearing, you know, people's reactions to the work that I put into it. So it's a lot of fun there. But then after, after it's released, I'm like, now what? Right. And then you do got kind of uh, it's almost like falling off a bike. You have to get back on the bike because you got to start next week's show. Uh, you know, if you don't have one in the can kind of, you know, recycling. But how do you get out of that cycle of, of burnout, burn in, you know, giving up, not giving up? Like what keeps you going, Josh? I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with being in bands. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier, the playing to rooms of one or no people and like screaming into a void 
you know, it's it's mm. kind of like releasing a podcast sometimes where it's like, here you go, one person listen to it, you know, and and I think it's knowing that I've I've played shows that had one person, I've played shows that had two thousand people, and like it's you know I've I've been on I've been on tours, I've done cool things with that because of working hard and working towards it and continuing to move forward. Um, so I think a lot of that is, you know, like. For instance, I, I one big thing that right now, especially as I, I got the opportunity to go to Comic Con last year, um, and and be on a panel and stuff, and that was really fun, you know. And it was something that, like, oh man, I it energizes you, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. And even just, you know, I, I know a few weeks back, I was very like, uh, uh. I think the holidays had a lot to do with that, and trying to cram in a couple episodes during holidays it was just a mistake and um you know after after kind of venting for a minute to not only twitter but also to my girlfriend um we you know i kind of remembered like oh i actually have a lot of fun doing this and there have been some really cool things that have come out of this i've met some really cool people um and and had some really good times so it in a way it's like all right just take a step back take a breath you know sit your <laughs> quarter I'm a quarter Puerto Rican, so I get a little fiery sometimes. Like it all comes from my mom's side, and I get very like, uh, I start like kind of seeing red, and I'm like, all right, Josh, step back, and like just remember that there, there are you remember why you do this, and it's to have fun and to talk about things that you love and to you know to, to do that. So to to be able to have the opportunity to do that um, is incredible, and I just I kind of try to remind myself that that there are people out there that don't have the opportunity to do podcasts and you know don't have the friends to talk about the nerdy stuff that we want to talk about so a lot of it just has to it's me slapping myself in the face mm. i mean like get your shit together <laughs> cold water on your face yeah exactly yeah yeah and i think um that goes a long way actually i just got a message from uh one of my um one of the people that followed me and it was a really nice message and again, it's it's so weird because you you create your shows and you release them out in the wild. And after after they've left your your nest, you don't know where it goes. You don't know who's listening to you. You know, you, you have X amount of followers and you're like, I wonder if this guy listens. I wonder if she listens. But you never know because nobody says, hey, I listen to you, but they react to you. And then when when you get that opportunity that somebody actually messages you and, and gives you like a nice and this is besides reviews, because I think um reviews are nice um but it's hard to get people to actually go to their favorite podcasts and write something up and then hit the five stars and do all that stuff officially but it's nice when you get a random message saying hey i enjoyed your show i like this i like that and it's it, it, it that's another reminder of oh wow you know people must actually like what what we're doing here and i think that um not um not a lot of of uh i guess importance is is put on that that gratification of uh or the realization that other people are actually enjoying your stuff because you think you're like oh, okay i'm enjoying the stuff i see the i see some numbers coming up here but uh you know sometimes we cloud our our, our own judgment and we uh we trick ourselves into believing that uh maybe nobody is listening at all. And it's a, uh, it's a shame because I think, you know, as you guys have been on for, for, for quite a, a number of years. And um, 
I'm sure, you know, I'm sure people are listening to all of us. It's interesting. Well, I think part of it too is, you know, not being too hard on yourself. And that yes. that can lead to a lot of the burnout as well. I mean, I'm I'm sure we all have that moment where we're editing our podcasts and you know, we hear a stomach gurgle, or you know, if we're not you know a hundred percent, if we were a little under the weather and you know, we're listening to our own microphone tracks and you're wheezing or sniffling the entire time and you find yourself editing yourself out of a lot of it or the number of times you have to stop and take a belch and i'm pretty sure if i could put a three-hour belch track together from all the <laughs> outtakes that i have but the thing is you know i say that because one of the hardest things to do is hear your own voice and to not be uber super critical of yourself oh because... you must not sing in the band then <laughs> <laughs> right no, no, I, I, I sing back up. I sing back up. Oh, but, but, but <laughs> no, no, bassist, bassist, um, oh, keeper okay, of the yeah. groove. But the thing yeah. is, is that you know, I actually took a break back in, I guess, about like 2001 or so, and I and because I was so so self critical, and I stopped doing everything for three months. And this is around the time when I was still doing major mixtape and I had started. It's not that bad. And the numbers were for lack of a better term, they were shit. They were absolute crap. You know, I was lucky if first week numbers hit double digits and I took that personally. I, I, I'm, I was sitting there saying, what am I doing wrong? And why is nobody listening? And you know, I was getting some really good guests on Major Mixtape. I I had the the chance to talk to some of the musicians out there that that I idolized for quite a while and had some great conversations. I got to appear on a number of good podcasts. So I was doing the networking thing and the numbers weren't happening. And I thought, what what the hell am I doing wrong? And I got really down on myself. And it was around this time of that year that I just, I, I stopped doing it for a couple of months. And after a bit, I started to analyze and sit there and say, well, why, why did I stop? What made me stop? And, you know, the shows were still out there. And I said, okay, with Made You a Mixtape, there was a lot of hustle to try and get the guests. I was very fortunate to get the guests that I had, but there was a lot of hustle and there was a lot of prep in order to be able to get those shows. And... That was weighing on me. At the same time, I started the movie podcast, and it was, I was enjoying that one. That one, that one was fun, right? There was still a lot of work and a lot of prep and a lot of script writing and a lot of note taking, but it was fun. And so I analyzed and said, okay, I'm going to keep going with this one, and I'm going to good night, made you a mixtape. It's still out there for someone to watch on YouTube if, if anyone ever wanted to. It's a good show. I, I, I enjoyed it. I like that show. <laughs> it was fun, right? Yeah. But the thing is, the amount of work that I put into it took the enjoyment out of it for me. Mm. And there were times when, you know, I had a really great guest on. And afterwards, I'm like, I really hope I didn't sound like an absolute tool talking to this person because I felt like I was out of my league. And at least with, you know, the movie podcast, I felt a little bit more comfortable in talking about how I felt about some of these movies and it was still a part of me and I think that's the other thing too 
I'm sure we've all entertained the idea of uh, maybe I could do this kind of show and maybe I can do this kind of show. And you have all these cool ideas and maybe you've got them written down in a notebook for you know a podcast at a later date kind of thing, because we're not all just what we talk about on the podcast. There's a reason why I have a movie podcast and a music podcast. Those are two major sure. aspects of me. Yeah. Those are the shows that I was having fun doing and the ones that I'm still doing right now. And that's the thing. I took the self, you know, I, I took the blame off myself for the numbers not being there. And that allowed me to be able to continue to have fun with it. If I miss a week for whatever reason, okay. If I miss three months, that's a problem. And I realized that I needed that creative outlet because it was a part of me. You know, I'm a musician, I'm an artist with, with music and editing. I needed to be able to do something. And the podcast was providing that for me and not having it was worse than, you know, the work that at least went into the movie show. So sit back, analyze, ask yourself, you know, why am I taking this so personally? Mm -hmm. Because you can't control everything you really sure. really can you can control the mic quality the sound quality the editing the conversation but you cannot control who hits play and once you take that off your shoulders that's one of the biggest burdens sure yeah absolutely. i think it's also important sorry um just to recognize and, and celebrate your small victories or celebrate victories yes absolutely. Um, you know, congratulate yourself i reached x amount of downloads or i got my first patreon or i've now published so many episodes or and whatever the, the whatever the, the the metric is that you want to celebrate just treat yourself what, what's your favorite ice cream go to a movie that you haven't seen go to you know do something that's a treat and celebrate each little victory and share that with your listeners as well say hey thanks for listening you've helped me reach this milestone i'm, I'm amazed i didn't think i was going to get here etc whatever you want to say, share that success and that victory. And that continues to build that connection between yourself and your audience. Absolutely. And I think it's also important to, uh, to do that with some of the podcasts and content creators that you follow. And when, when you see uh, a milestone that they hit, you know, congratulate them, reach out to them and say, Hey, that's great news. You know, uh, you know, congratulations on a hundred episodes or congratulations on this. Um, not to get philosophical, but it's the whole do unto others philosophy that I think, you know, kind of folds back on, on to you. Uh, and it, uh, it, it kind of, uh, it, it generates that, uh, that camaraderie, it generates that community that I think we all should probably strive a little more, uh, or at least a little harder for, uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, creating content. And as far as creating content, I want to, um, Danny, I'm going to address this question for you, but I, I think somebody had, um. Uh, let's see here. Charles from uh, Conversation says, uh, how often do you consider publishing the cutting room floor content as a Patreon episode? Um, I recently uh, was uh, challenged by one of my listeners uh, and Twitter followers to talk or do an episode on the sequel trilogy for Star Wars. I am not a fan of the sequel trilogy by any stretch of the imagination. I uh, politely turned her down and I said, thanks, but no thanks. I really don't talk about stuff that I don't like. But in the um, uh, in the vein of uh, that adage that content is content, I uh, changed my mind and I said, you know what? Let's do an episode. Let's talk about The Force Awakens. Let's talk about The Last Jedi. 
sorry, I almost choked. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I, I, I teamed up with, uh, with Semper Fi Danny and she challenged me and we had a really great conversation about our thoughts, uh, our misgivings and some of the things that she liked about the sequel trilogy and, uh, some of the things that, you know, that, that, uh, that I liked, um, it was a wonderful conversation, and I think I'm glad that I changed my mind as far as uh, uh, turning her down on creating that episode because it uh, it turned out um, that uh, people really enjoyed it. Um, and obviously, you know, when, especially on Twitter, uh, Star Wars Twitter, when you talk about uh, movies like The Last Jedi is very divisive. Um, it's It's a no-no. Right. But um, stay you know, away from that. at all. <laughs> right. Wrong. That's like religion, politics, and, the, and last the, last the last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, absolutely. I think uh, when we talk about, you know, sitting back and writing notes and saying, what are we going to talk about this week or what are we going to talk about next week? Um, how do we decide what our topics are? Uh, you know, obviously we talked about the timeliness of, of things, um, but there's also kind of a weird um, mystical energy about uh, social media when it comes to content creators. Sometimes one person posts something about this and then everybody starts posting it and then you get the idea, well, why don't I talk about this? Because everybody's talking about it. Um, how does that work out, Danny? How, how does it... Um, how do how do we feed our own, uh, I guess, need to pick certain topics versus other topics, and how do we decide to to you know create uh, content based on that decision? So I I think like from for the, the shows I listen to anyway, and, and some of the podcasters I I I speak with in like community groups etc. Um, a the content that you want to put out, so you definitely want to talk about topic a for example because that's what you know that's what's got you excited to speak about this week or this this month or whatever the frequency is for your show so you have that idea as to what you want to talk about because it helps if you're really excited about it. it's going to make a better show and it's going to be a better episode because of that but also look at what your audience and what your community is talking about as well what what do they have like so for a movie podcast for example are they speaking about a certain character or a certain that that didn't seem right that plot direction that plot twist just ruined the movie didn't didn't work at all and and really see what your audience is talking about your listeners because that's who you're creating for obviously you're creating for you that's why you start podcasting you want to talk about stuff that you'd like to hear elsewhere and you might not be here on elsewhere so that's kind of you know why you started but at the same time you do have to create for your listeners because that's who's coming back each week or each month or whatever to listen or watch what you have to say so I, I'm, I'm a big fan of a deciding what you'd really like to talk about but then tweaking it based on what your community is kind of telling you, whether that's directly or indirectly through online conversations and et cetera, and then publishing that. But then I, I noticed someone in the chat mentioned, I kind of don't know where the comment went, um, but someone mentioned, ask ask your patrons, for example, you know, ask them what they'd like to hear from you for the next few weeks. And we'll make a dedicated theme about, you know, a question of the week or topic of the week or listener topic of the week and, and make a special feature of your show that kind of helps you, you know, drive some content ideas that way as well, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, this is something that I do quite often, uh, especially on post. Don't be afraid to to do to give the hot take. But I, because I think um, 
you know, it generates conversation, obviously. Um, and, and obviously with, with generating conversation, there's a right way and there's a wrong way, you know, no opinion is wrong. You know, don't shit on anybody else's party, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, but, uh, it, it is important, I think, as far as social media is concerned and as far as, uh, us as content creators, I think interacting with our audiences is, is probably the key way for us to continue to grow, to continue to be in on this platform and to continue to have fun. Um, I'm going to go around the room and ask each of you what your two rules, your personal rules of content creating are. Um, do you guys have like an MO? Do you have a modus operandi? Do, what is it that you guys um, like if, if it's official or non-official uh, kind of your, um, you know, your, uh, your blueprints when it comes to uh, creating content, Jason, we'll start with you. I, I think for, at least from my shows, anyways, the two rules I kind of not necessarily have written down, but at least follow uh, per se is that if I have an opinion about a film or a character in a film or a performance, something like that, whether I like it or not, explain why it means or, or i feel that way about it you know i you hear sometimes people will say oh this movie is crap well why why did you think it was crap you know don't just sit there and regurgitate the the mass opinion because people are listening to your show they're listening to be, to it because of you they're listening to it because of your opinions your personality the your insight into certain things so if you relate to it, be open with it, you know, about how you relate to that aspect of the film. The other thing too, is that recognizing that at least for what we, we cover someone out there is going to like it and for, for someone else, they're not going to like it. And their opinion, the, both those opinions are valid, you know, you're not sitting there trying to to give the final word on anything. You're just an opinion. And everyone else is entitled to their opinion. And no one is right or no one is wrong when it comes to those personal opinions. You can put yours out there. You can understand other people's opinions. You can you can agree and disagree, and that is perfectly fine. You know, no gatekeeping, no um no hard stances on anything you know go into it with an open mind and you might actually be surprised as you encounter it with that open mind but sometimes you also have to watch the room and <laughs> that that never goes well but but it's true like if you go into it with you know understanding that someone out there wants to watch this or wants to hear you talk about it it's because it means something to them and they want to know how it feels to you so just kind of like that open personal communication with your opinions. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to skip up to Danny. And uh, what are some of the golden rules that you uh, implement when you are creating content and on the air? So I'm going to touch on something Jason said and then sort of lean into that. I hate to lean into it. That's a horrible phrase. I don't like it. But build on that and I completely agree. And that's be your true self. Um, I'm a big fan of like um, people come for the content, but they stay for the creator because there's content wow. out there all over the place and anybody can put the content out and talk about whatever, but it's the creator that gives it that little magic sparkle. 
that that has the listeners coming back each week or each month, etc. Obviously, the content's important, but so be your true self, um, and don't try and be someone else because they you're you're looking at them and their perceived success because not everybody's always as successful as they say they are when it comes to social about podcasting and saying, well, I got 50,000 downloads. Did you really, though? Um, so, yeah, be your true self. And I think the other one is probably don't look at other um, creators in your space as competitors, but look at each other as opportunities for collaboration because that's yes. going to help you grow. Because if you're, if you're, uh, uh, if you've got three movie podcasters in the room, for example, and you talk about the same kind of sixty content, there's a pretty good chance that the listeners of one of your shows are going to want to listen to the other two shows and maybe enjoy that and stick with these shows because each show gives that, going back to the creator stance, gives that little bit of difference between, you know, Rose show and then Jason and then Josh. Each one's got their own different take on the same topic, which gives that nice sort of overall view of that one topic. And, you know, you, you'd mentioned, Ro, you know, treat others like you want to be treated. That it comes down to that. If you can be a, um, a collaborator and a supporter, that's going to come back and people's going to recommend you because you've been so supportive of them. Absolutely. Um, wonderful takes. Um, I totally agree. Josh, what about you? I mean, I don't really have many rules per se other than stick to the plan and stick to my guns. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, And that's basically just a shorter version of what... You- what jason and danny said you know like make sure that you create the content that you want to create and continue to do it for you and then also you know i i do i am a a big supporter in other you know bringing other people into the fold um i've always done that since twist my arm to now i always love having you know the from small podcasts to big podcasts like anyone that, that wants to come hang out I am always welcome to it. Um, and I think I think my biggest, I guess my biggest thing is just to have fun and something that I always have to remind myself. Like, you're just doing this for fun. You have a job to make money and to pay your bills. Like, you're just doing this to have a good time and to enjoy the journey and to um, meet people along the way that have, you know, similar minds and... I think that's the best part about podcasting and living in the age that we live in. Um, you, it's so much easier to meet people than yeah. it was back when you know, back in school and stuff. Like, sure, so much easier to meet someone that loves Jar Jar, <laughs> or the Last Jedi. I, actually, if, if I can just jump on that, um, you know, you mentioned something about you know welcoming any kind of podcast on, whether it was big or small or whatever the case may be, and you know. For podcasters that are starting up or for or even been around for a while, just the ability to be invited on somebody else's show can actually mean a world uh, of good. And, and I say this knowing that, Josh, having me on Twist My Arm actually helped validate what I was doing with Made You a Mixtape. And, you know, I don't really, really talk about that at the time, but... It actually, for me, as someone who was in the middle of my first podcast and just starting, it's not that bad at the time, made me feel like I was actually doing something right. That you were willing to give me the space on your show to talk about my show. That actually goes a long, long way. 
and you can do that with you know with your show to other podcasters as well that's where you build up the community and and danny you were saying too like treat other people like you want to be treated yourself if your podcast is a welcoming space then you'll be welcomed into their space and everyone grows up together Absolutely. You know, as corny as it sounds, I mean, that's, it's, it's the truth. I think, uh, you know, we're all, uh, in it, uh, uh, together. Um, I think, uh, I, I have personally found, uh, some great, uh, support from some of the, uh, podcast community, uh, red five or not red five. And I think we've made a lot of friends, um, in that vein, uh, as far as, uh, continuing to grow community, um, you know, you guys are, uh, welcomed, uh, on the scare scuttle of a podcast anytime or here at the red five network. Uh, just whenever you guys want to chit chat about something nerdy, uh, please feel free to, uh, Knock on the Citadel door. Uh, I'll open those. Uh, I'll open those uh, bay doors, and uh, you guys can come in. But um, guys, it has been fantastic. Uh, we've been talking for uh, about an, an hour and forty-five minutes. Uh, time uh, flies when you're having fun, as they say. But I am so glad that you guys uh, agreed to do this. I I've been looking forward to this for for a really long time, and everybody in the chat. Uh, you guys have been fantastic. Thank you for your contribution as well. Um, just go around the uh, room real fast and uh, let us know and let the chat know what um, what you guys are up to. Uh, any new shows or projects that uh, that we uh, we might find interesting and will help you guys push out. Danny, what about you? Um, so yeah, um, I'm just doing my one minute podcast tips show at the moment. Um, I'm real enjoying that, as, as the name suggests. It's basically a podcast tip in a, a minute or around about a minute or so. Uh, and it's surprising how you can actually get tips in that time frame. That's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, so that's me at the moment. I do have a new show idea um, for later this year, um, and that's about, um, what was it? Oh, my other podcast is. So basically any podcaster that's got another podcast that's completely out of the, the, the scope of what you expect from that person. So just building on that at the minute, hoping to launch that around about April time, I think. Excellent, excellent. And uh, Jason? Well, on my movie podcast, it's not that bad. You actually get two shows per week. Uh, on Wednesdays, you get the the regular It's Not That Bad uh, show where we talk about movies that have been unfairly maligned by the critics over on Rotten Tomatoes. And then on Mondays, we have the, the Mary Boff Kill version of movies called Keep Watch Pass, where we'll take a subject and pick three movies, one that we would keep, one that we would watch, and one that we would pass. And then my other podcast is There Can Only Be One. See, that kind of worked out well, uh, where we take a look at an artist's uh, entire studio discography and go through it album by album and make a playlist by only picking one song per album. And then on the other weeks, because that one only comes out every two weeks, because it takes a while to go through some of these albums. Um, we do Spin, Shuffle, Skip, which is the Mary Boff kill of an album. Take three cool. songs, one that you would spin, one that you would shuffle, and one that you would skip. And then every now and then on It's Not That Bad, we'll do what's called gridding on a curve, which we do three times a year. Uh, end of the year, our anniversary, which is in August, and once the Razzies um, worst films of the year nominees are announced. And that's just a, a roundtable. We'll pick you know five films in that topic and talk about them and rank them in amongst themselves. So when we did superhero movies, no one would ever sit there and say Catwoman is the best superhero movie of all time. But in amongst the five movies that we were talking about, maybe it was. So those come <laughs> out, you know, three times a year and they can all be found at our website at notthatbadcast.com. Excellent. Awesome stuff. Josh, Quest Me Podcast. What's up? 
Uh, like I was saying earlier, Questmi's on a on a bit of a lull mm-hmm. right now because we are pretty uh, dependent on when Star Wars stuff comes out. But I have the second part of the Last Command review coming out uh, later this month. It, it could be any minute now. Um, but the it's it's the third book in the Thrawn trilogy for Star Wars. Um, and then we do have some other plans in the works to fill in the gaps as um, as we wait for I think what is it, the acolytes coming out next mm-hmm. um, later this year. So as we wait for that to come out, I think we're gonna kind of go back and do some more Mandalorian stuff and read some more books and things. Um, but yeah, you can find that Quest Me podcast pretty much anywhere if you just search Quest Me podcast. Um, my other podcast <laughs> uh, is a complete left turn, and it's it's very much in the works still. Um, we're we're an avalanche, a Colorado Avalanche podcast, so we talk about hockey, and it's like a newcomers podcast, like someone that maybe doesn't watch hockey all the time but wants to get into it. Um, we're kind of doing that, but we're taking it really slow. We only have a few episodes up right now. Um, we would like to eventually be doing game by game breakdowns. Um, but at the moment it's just, it's a very casual show. It's called down the mountain. If you'd like to check that out. Um, I think we'll be coming back here maybe right before or during the NHL all-star break, which is in February. Um, so it's, like I said, it's, it's still in the works. We, we joined this little network that was like, we just need an avalanche podcast, but take your time. (laughs) because <laughs> um, i i told him i was like dude i'm a star wars podcaster i love <laughs> hockey of course but like i need to find a, a bit of a flow here so just give me a little bit of time so if you do decide to check that out first of all thank you and um you are brave uh, <laughs> but li- like i said it, it is a it's an upstart thing that's that we're working on as time goes on so i think by next season we'll probably have a, a really good idea of how we're going to run this show um, but with sports, man, it's different. Sure. Running a sports podcast is so much different than running a a Star Wars podcast. So yeah. it's it's taking time. That's too funny. Wow, I feel so inadequate. I only have one podcast. <laughs> That's probably good though. I really <laughs> but um yeah, again, thank you guys and thank you everybody in the chat. Uh, I want to remind everybody uh one of our other Red Five Network podcasts, Use and Abuse, is coming up uh shortly here in about 10 minutes. If you guys want to continue to hang out and talk nerdy stuff, head on over to used and abuse. But uh, until next time, um, thank you guys. This has been fantastic. This is show one of the Red Five Networks peer support. Uh, podcast peer support uh, series. Uh, we've got other topics. Uh, I recorded uh, a, 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 a interview with Danny from Comics and Cosmetics. We talk about editing, uh, so I'll put that up real soon. I also talked about uh, search engine optimization and all that uh, wonderful backend stuff with uh, Sean of Extra Techie, Extra Star Wars. So uh, we'll be putting that up soon as well. Uh, Again, you know, one of the reasons I started uh, the Red 5 Network is to connect with a lot of people. And I think we have done so. I am very proud of my Red 5 Network family. If you want to check out the rest of the Red 5 Network, uh, check them out at uh, bio.link slash red5 or go to the red5network.com and you'll see all the information there. Until next time, thank you again so much. This has been a wonderful discussion and uh, feel free to reach out to me uh, or anybody on the panel. If you guys wanted to continue the discussion, Uh, it has been a lot of fun until next time. Enjoy your evening, everybody. And that's the scuttlebutt. Sorry, I had to say it. 